So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 37 of So So There. There. I'm Tom Karamitis. And I'm Gary Doyle. You know, 37 uh, is my probably my least favorite number. I think it's probably, when I turned 37 many years ago, I realized it's probably one of the uglier, ugliest numbers. It's a prime number. It's, it's a couple of odd numbers. It's, you're closer to 40 than 30. Uh-huh. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing sexy about 37. There's nothing wrong with being sexist. <laughs> Are there any... Go ahead. Uh, um, well, no, you go ahead. Well, I said I also can't think of it. Can you think of any famous athletes that ever wore 37? Uh, no, no. I've never been a big numbers guy, though. I've, I've never paid attention to the numbers on jerseys. I know some sports fans are really into that. They know the numbers of the players. I have never been, I've never cared about that. I've never known what numbers players wear. You know, maybe maybe Dick Butkus wore like number fifty-one, but I'm not even sure if he wore that. You know, but I, yeah, I'm not a numbers guy. But I'll tell you, it's good that this is not episode number seventeen of the pod. Do you know why, Tom? Why? Do you know what the number seventeen means? Is that like a day that everybody smokes pot or something? <laughs> no, I learned last night that seventeen is a key number in the QAnon conspiracy cult. And what's, what is it supposed to signify? I don't know. Um, but 17 is a key number. And so, uh, you know, T- Trump would work the number 17 into speeches. And, uh, and he was signaling to them through the number 17. And, and in fact, now there's, because, um, because the, the, uh, the martial, martial law didn't come into effect and keep Trump president as QAnon suspected, some of them are, abandoning QAnon, but some of them think that Biden is in on it now. And the other day when Biden, remember the day that Biden took office and he signed executive orders? Yeah. Guess how many he signed? My guess is you're leading towards 17. Correct. (laughs) Anyway, I, I just learned this last night in a special about QAnon. So. Now, now the, 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 the QAnon, is, is QAnon also the, the, the source of the Jewish space lasers? I, not that I know of, but I've not delved into too much into that. I've heard about the Jewish space lasers, but uh, I've not delved into it. We're all in big trouble, apparently. Mm. Hey, speaking of uh, Jewish space lasers, um, you know, uh, something Good we segue. Talk- Good segue. Thank you. Can't imagine what you're segueing here to. <laughs> it's actually is there, a, is there a Super Bowl ad with Jewish <laughs> space lasers? <laughs> that would be funny. Um, no, uh, on, a, on a previous uh, a pod, we had talked about how what, you know, and I know you and I are both in from, from some uh, massive shoveling this morning. We got like a foot of snow. Massive. And, and I know uh, once before on the pod, we talked about how uh, on, on news, they love doing interviews with hardware store owners uh, talking about the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the run on shovels and stuff. Right. And sure cut, to enough, the, cut to the shelves and they're empty. 
Exactly. And sure enough, I, I got on the Chicago Tribune's website this morning and, and one of their stock photos is somebody leaving a hardware store with a shovel. You know, that's one of the many signs of how the Chicago Tribune is struggling is that there are practically no photos in the Chicago Tribune taken by a f- staff photographer. If you look at all the credits, it says, oh, I know Getty Images. Yeah, there was an article last week. Mary Schmick, who I like very much, wrote a, a tribute to a couple of the Tribune staff photographers who were basically packaged out in the last few weeks. Right. So, yeah. Right, right, right. So what's on your mind, Tom? Well, um, I wanted to, I thought today would be a good day to debut a new, a new feature on the pod. Whoa. Which I like to call, uh, You're Welcome. <laughs> and the idea of You're Welcome is uh, we, we could perhaps take either uh, uh, an ad campaign that, that we feel needs needs some help or needs a little bit of, of a redirect, or perhaps it's a, it, it's it's an advertiser that's not doing anything that, that that should be doing something. So I I wanted to bounce something off you this morning in the, the first installment of uh, you're welcome uh, and get your your take on it because I feel like the two of us could kind of partner together on on this one. I, although Gary Doyle in the past has always rejected. The, the seed of the ideas that Tom Karamitis has come up with. Gary Doyle can sometimes be, with Tom Karamitis, very, very turf conscious and, uh, and kind of push me into say, hey, listen, producer boy, all right, why don't you deal with the calendar and the budget and let the big ideas flow from me? I, I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, I'm painting the Sistine Chapel, right? And some, and, you know, and some uh, tour guide walks in and says, you know, I think uh, you missed a spot up there. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm Michelangelo. <laughs> okay. So it's not about you, per se. It's really about how, how good I am and how talented I am and how good my ideas are, frankly. I thought you were going in a different direction. I thought you were going to say, "Listen, if the ceiling is over budget, or I'm having, or I'm not going to hit our deadline, you let me know that. Otherwise, champ, just make sure lunch is in on time, okay?" Thanks. I think we collaborated on the infamous Terry Labonte uh, commercial for Kellogg's back in the day. That was a that was a st- solid collaboration. Yes. We went. We made our only appearance. That was my only appearance at the uh, the, the Daytona 500. The week that the the week that the Intimidator died, right? The week that Dale Earnhardt Jr. died, that was the Daytona 500 we went to to shoot Terry Labonte, and he died at that race. Yeah, and we met. We we actually we didn't meet Earnhardt, but we were we were following Terry Labonte around, and at one point Terry Labonte went and chatted with Dale Earnhardt, and we stood there and just watched them chat. But yeah, a week later he died in that car wreck. Oh my gosh, I didn't know it was the same year. But we're digressing, Tom. Yes. So let's. So let me talk to you a little bit. Bounce this off you. I think uh, Dick Sporting Goods is sitting on a gold mine, and that gold mine is to make more of the word Dick. Oh God. Right. Um, oh God. Don't be a dick. All right. Or maybe you want to be a dick. Right. Or this holiday season, get dicked. 
you know just kind of just just skate on just just over the uh, on, on this side of the line you know just 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 wink wink it's to me it's a little bit of like ship your pants you know it's a little bit of that everyone knows really what you're getting at but see how far you can get the moth and the flame <laughs> all right what do you think because, you know, Kristen and I, we'll, we'll drive around a mall and we'll be in, in, in Schaumburg and there's a giant Dick's Sporting Goods store. And we always refer to that, that's the really big dick. Because it's the biggest Dick's Sporting Good I know of. And it's just dying, to, don't you think? Now, if you were the creative director, if you were the group creative director, and I was a young cub copywriter and I came to you with this, uh, what would Gary Doyle say? Mm, boy, for for the for one of the first times in our thirty-seven episodes, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> I guess you'd have to have a client that's fairly, you know, welcoming of risk, and you think, <laughs> but it's sporting goods, right? And you, you, your target is probably a bunch of you know nineteen-year-old guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. Tom, that's why they call this segment. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so Gary Doyle, I sense, is probably afraid to comment on this one. A little too risque for Gary Doyle. That's correct. I would like to keep my job. Um, so, uh, but 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 segueing to um, segueing to another. Uh, another uh, segment that we call I wonder why. Uh, I've noticed that there are a certain so I watched a lot of um, NFL playoff football the last few weeks and, um, and I've seen you know, more commercials than usual um, and, uh, and and there's several commercials that I've noticed are, are part of a phenomenon where they are commercials where you have to watch about eight times to finally understand what they're about. So, um, and, and you may hear this and go, well, you're, you're stupid. But like, uh, like, like the Allstate one with all the people driving around with things on their roof. I didn't, and, and it, they've run it incessantly and it probably took, saw it 25 times before I realized that, oh, these, these, these cautious drivers save with Allstate. I think that's the point of that. Or, uh, you know, there's another one with... Uh, a Hyundai ad. I know they're playing the song East Bound and Down. And I know there's an interracial couple that's out driving around in the woods. And they stop at a cabin. And that's for the life of me all I can understand that's going on. I, and I've seen it probably ten times. And I don't understand what what the commercial is. And so I just wonder why advertisers make commercials you must watch 15 times to understand. That one is the one where they go for beef jerky which turns out to be really spicy and they end up at some gas station chugging milk if i remember. oh really yeah at the very end um the, okay. all, the I, I i agree with you i, I find uh the all-state stuff just really puzzling as a collection of of of, of commercials is the one there's the one you described there's there's the the one where the guy lives on the isolated island in the middle of nowhere and go get some bread um, there's the one where the woman's t uh, rolled up in her carpet going down right. the street. And then there's the one you pointed out to me, I think, in maybe last week, or I don't remember if it was in the pod or not, but um, where they're on a moon buggy. 
the moon buggy and and the one where the guy lives on the island they're trying to make the point that you're saving money by using drivewise but he never drives right right they picked a location where he drives about about two miles a year <laughs> and i swear it was just a way for the creatives to go to norway and i'm like hey you know what kudos to you man you did it you found a way to go to nova scotia and shoot on an amazing island but the commercial actually makes no sense yeah yeah no i i i agree the the first one you mentioned um uh first of all that 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 the piece of operatic music i feel like has been used in a bunch of commercials over the years and and i think they're running it so much now it's it's totally for me past the wear out factor i i kind of want to mute it as soon as i hear that woman with the rapid vibrato voice (laughs) it sounded a little bit like your stevie nicks impersonation when you used to karaoke together (laughs) when you would sing uh gypsy down in in the sea of love and what and what tom what tom caramides would do would grab his adam's apple and kind of shake it up and down (laughs) where everyone would love to drown (laughs) do it do it you just did no no do it i I can't do it that well (laughs) I thought I used to do Gypsy by Stevie Nicks or Fleetwood Mac, whoever did that. Hey, you let me, see let me a gypsy. Uh, Maybe not, I don't remember. Yes. Well, um, I've got an I Wonder Why uh, uh, as well. And and you, you, I, I know I'm, taking, I'm making Gary Doyle very uncomfortable this episode, and, and I... I pr- preemptively apologize but i want to mention that i wonder why nothing really rhymes with the f word even in other languages like when they had that 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 thing the 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 power plant in japan um the fukushima power plant i kind of occurred to me whatever would happen if there was a major city or a major or, or a person in another country whose name basically was the the f word or or or, you know and 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 how would we all handle that how would the the news media handle that would they have to deliberately mispronounce that person's name but i can't think of any examples um of that of a person named the f word well, I'm not, and obviously, I don't think you'd have it in English, but I've never, I, I thought, what would happen if, like, the, 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 the president of, of some foreign country, his last name was basically the F word, or, or the first syllable was the F word, pronounced the way we would pronounce it. Hmm. But I don't think that's ever happened. So it made me think, I wonder why, if the, if, if the F word has kind of become more of a universal thing to be avoided. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Yeah, Tom Karamitis' mind is in a... He's a dirty, dirty bird today. Dirty, dirty bird. I'm sure that there are people, I would guess, in Thailand... I don't know, we could look it up, that have that name, right? It seems like it has those kind of letters in it, or it seems as, as if it might be the case... Yeah, there was a name, um, somebody had the last name F-U-C-H-S, and it was pronounced Fuchs. Yeah. That was as close as I could get, but that, my guess is that was the proper pronunciation, so there was no issue, right? That, that's a brand of Porsche wheel, actually, a classic 911 uh, rim. Uh, in the old 911, Porsche 911 says a Fuchs, 
F-U-C-K-S. Or, I'm sorry, F-U-C-S. <laughs> sorry. Oh, boy. They're, we're going to get slapped with a rating now <laughs> by iTunes. No, it's F-U-C-H-S. I think it's pronounced Pook's Wheels. So it doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. All right. By the way, we did have an episode where there was uh, there were some bad words uttered. It was the Le- conversation with legends episode. And if I remember, Bob Akers <laughs> kept dropping <laughs> some bad words, and we didn't get uh, we didn't get flagged. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we will still be able to walk on the sunny side of the street. Tom, since we're um, since we're covering all our greatest hits in terms of uh, in terms of segments and bits, you know, we've introduced your welcome. We've introduced. I wonder why. <clears throat> I'd like to. I'd like to to do something called. I decree. Which, of course, is if I were king of the world and I could decree anything. Uh, I would decree that people shall not give a bicyclist on a road when they're in the car a 50 foot wide berth when passing them so i've noticed being behind some cars and they go around bicyclists on the road but they go way to the left to pass the bicyclist to where they're in the other opposing lane for quite a good amount of real estate and i decree that people shall not give a bicyclist, a 50 wide berth, perhaps 10 feet. I'm not advocating hitting them. I'm just advocating you don't have to go to the next um, zip code to get around them. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I, I've noticed the same thing. It's almost like they expect the bicyclist will fall and propel himself across the road, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. Yeah. I don't know about you. I've kind of tried to compensate in the opposite way with with bikes, bicyclists, which is really not to swerve at all. Because I realize even if I just go straight down the road, there's still probably a good ten feet. But right. um, well, they're yeah. they're going straight. You're going straight. I mean, theoretically, you could come within five feet of them and you'd be okay. Really, I mean, because the likelihood of you swerving and hitting them, or them swerving and hitting you, is pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. Speaking of bicyclists and passing them on the cars, I'm going to ask Gary Doyle a question. When you drive around your neighborhood or, or take a walk in your neighborhood, do you feel obligated to wave at everyone you see? Ah, good question. Good question. Um, no. Now, I'm in the minority in, in Lake Bluff. Lake Bluff is the kind of place where people smile and wave to each other. Uh, but as Gary Doyle always says, somebody has to be unpleasant in Pleasantville. So uh, no, I don't. But if they but if they want to wave to me or smile, of course I'll I'll wave and smile smile back. Do you initiate? Do you if it's somebody who probably lives in your neighborhood, but you don't really know them personally? Uh, will you initiate a wave, or will you just kind of eyes front and keep driving? If I if they're a neighbor but I don't really know them, yeah. Oh, definitely eyes front, keep driving. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, my neighbors tend to be in tears. Some of them I like, I actively like. Some of them are just there. I don't like or dislike them. And some of them I actively dislike. So there's sort of three different tiers. So the, the, the top tier of a neighbor I like, I will wave and perhaps even, you know, slow down and say something out the window. You know, some I ignore. And then the ones I actively dislike, I will uh, think unhappy thoughts about. So there. You know, Tom, speaking of my neighbors, that reminds me of something that my neighbors just love. And that's the logo, the Doyle family crest that we have flying on a flag in our front yard that we put up last summer. And they love that. And that logo is on the flag. That family crest is on the flag, courtesy of one of our sponsors, a sponsor who is at the center of customization. You name it, they brand it. T-shirts? Check. Coffee mugs? Check. Customized AirPods? Check. Apparel or flags or anything you want to put a logo on is the perfect complement to your brand and Midwest Promotional Group gives you access to most any type for a very affordable price. Brand and merchandise helps build business relationships for any size business, big or small. Be it client gifts, employee events, or trade show giveaways, with Midwest Promotional Group, you can access top retail brands such as Under Armour, North Face, Patagonia, Callaway, Yeti. I always like to say Yeti in this ad. Richardson and more. The next time you may need some brand and merchandise work done, check out, get your pencil out, shop.midwestgrp.com slash Tim. Shop.midwestgrp.com midwestgrp.com slash Tim. Tim Leahy is one of their experienced sales guys and is a good friend of the pod. So check his site out. He responds quickly and is ready to simplify your life by handling your next branded merchandise need. So if your business is in need of any kind of fully customized solutions, head on over to shop.midwestgrp.com slash Tim. And a wink and a nod to our friend Tim Leahy. Yes. I don't know about you, Gary. I am. I have become thoroughly confused by recycling. Um, we have a new uh, a, a new uh, garbage slash recycling vendor in our neighborhood, and they sent us a whole kind of welcome pack. and 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 I have find I'm finding it's just getting more and more confusing. I, I find myself s- standing at the recycling bin. Like is well a piece of styrofoam, and the styrofoam will have that triangular thing on it. But right. my, my the the welcome packet said no styrofoam, and I realize now I'm not supposed to recycle the plastic bags you get at the grocery store. It's really and and, and I imagine if, if if the rules are this stringent, the guys at the recycling center, it must be so inefficient. They must spend three quarters of their time pulling things off the conveyor belt that they can't put through the system. It's it's it, to me recycling has become I don't know and I know and I read that we used to send all of our recycling a lot of it uh, to China and they don't want it anymore. There's there's little money to be made apparently in in recycling and it's um I know and I mentioned this because I know the Doyles are 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 um, big league recyclers. I know it's uh, part of the re- one of the reasons you rebelled so ferociously against Blue Apron was the all the the packaging involved. So, Kerrig uh, and uh, yeah, uh, just Kerrig and uh, Blue Apron for those of you that use it. 
Right. Bad, uh, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, it's a it, it's a mess. It is a mess. Um, I agree. It's uh, you know at least your recyclers care enough to give you a guide. Uh, put out a guide at least to attempt to make some sense out of it. I have never received such a thing. I've lived where I lived for 25 years and no one's ever told me or issued any kind of guideline about what to put in there and what not to. And I I, I just, uh, about three or four years ago, so I've, like I said, I've been recycling here for 20 years and, it, and, I, and I finally was told, so let's say you put all your recyclables obviously in one trash bag, you know, one trash can, that bag. When you put that out in the recyclables, in your recyclable bin, you have to empty that bag out. You can't just throw the bag in there. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Full of stuff. Maybe you knew this. I didn't know this. And so for 20 years, I guess I didn't really recycle because I didn't dump the bag out, even though it's plastic. They don't take it if you do that. You have to empty the bag. So that, that, that was kind of horrifying when I learned that. So I, in essence, have not been recycling until just a few years ago because I didn't realize that, which I don't even know why that would be this arcane fact of you have to empty the plastic bag, even though it's plastic. The bag itself, I think, is recyclable. So, yeah, it's, it's a mess. And I do, yeah. I, and it's sad because I do care about the environment. I care about recycling. I care about the earth we're leaving to our children. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom Kermitis has nothing to say to that because he doesn't care about. I do care. The I do care, but, 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 uh, but, uh, you know what? I, I, I find like it, it gets to be so arbitrary and and I'm not even consistent probably day to day. If there's a, you know, like a paper shopping bag, I assume that can go in the recycling thing. Does all paper go in the recycling thing? What about the kind of the more the plastic coated paper, this part of packaging? It's just, and I feel like I'm, I can't be the only one. I, I, I go into to Starbucks and they have those... They have the three little receptacles. One says landfill, which I assume means garbage, <laughs> and one says recycle. And I stand there with like my Starbucks cup, and okay, do 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 the does both the cup and the lid go into recycle? Does one of them go into landfill? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. They have that at O'Hare too. If you notice the little the little bins that are separated out into three little holes, right? And one of the holes will say like plastic, and another hole will say refuse <laughs> I don't know you know I don't know that plastic isn't refuse but plastic refuse and then recyclables <laughs> well exactly which do I put where yeah and you're, you're you're racing down the concourse you're late for your flight I have a feeling you're just gonna well not you because you're you know you're 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 real you're kind of a, a more of a devotee but i think most people would just kind of i'm just dumping at one of these i don't have time for this now so again right. those bins become useless somebody somewhere is either going to have to resort them or it's ultimately all going to be thrown into the same dumpster somewhere and o'hare is trying to give you the impression that they're all about recycling i but think i think QAnon has an opinion about this yes somehow this is all related to pedophilia Well, despite my misgivings, I thought episode 37 was pretty decent. Wow. Tom Karamitis. 
usually doesn't render judgment until he's listened to them. But if you uh, disagree with Tom Karamitis or would like to comment on anything at all, make sure to write us, drop us a line at so there at yahoo.com. And until next time, for Gary Doyle, this is Tom Karamitis saying, So there!